Tonight, the Des Sarcet Museum in Santa Clara is celebrating their latest exhibit, an eclectic mix of paintings, drawings, and sculptures made in the 1960s. The period was marked by experimentation. Sculptors were working with materials new to art making, borrowed from the aerospace and automobile industries. It was so much fun to go back over a piece that I did in the 60s. I mean, you know, I made a lot of pieces of sculpture out of plastic. Uh, a lot of these were like painting with light, really. I was really trying to entertain myself. And I got into these little mechanical things. I was buying motors from the local liquor store where they would have these wigwag things, you know, you've seen it. Sam Richardson, Harry Powers, and Fletcher Benton, they were all teaching at San Jose State and they were all experimenting with plastic materials. And when they all talk about that period, they talk about it as a really unique and special time. It was a time when we all kind of shared information because there wasn't any galleries. So it didn't matter, you know? I mean, there wasn't any competition. <laughs> it was just kind of like, <laughs> we were doing this stuff. And um, then all of a sudden, everything started happening. In the 1960s, some of these homegrown California artists were catapulted into the national and international art world scene. Fletcher Benton, who has lived and worked in the Bay Area for over 50 years, garnered attention for his colorful, kinetic sculptures. Peter Sells, who really set my career off, he came to the Museum of Modern Art, came out to Berkeley, he was a major curator, and put together the most important kinetic show ever put together, included me in this show. That set my career off, and within a month, I was getting calls from all over the world. I had galleries all over the world just like that. The 60s was the golden age of kinetic sculpture, or art that moved. Fletcher was one of a handful of artists in America pioneering this new art form. I didn't even know what kinetic art was. I mean, I was making these things move, but I didn't know I was involved in something that other people were trying to explore as well. I was up every morning, working all day, seven days a week, to try to catch up with my enthusiasm and excitement. In the late 1950s, Fletcher Benton had moved from a small town in Ohio to San Francisco. He landed in Bohemian North Beach. He was a sign painter by day and an artist by night. I was trying to find myself as a painter, and you know, you're up against Diebenkorn, Bischoff, Joan Brown, and on and on, and that's a heavy wall to break through, and I just, you know, I was doing good work, and but it, which it just simply didn't ring the bell. Out of frustration, Fletcher threw out his paints and quit making art. But he quickly found himself back in the studio, experimenting with shiny sculptures made out of metal and plastic. So I thought, you know, I'm going to take some of the geometry of the letter forms, simple things like a square to a circle or a target to an S, and have them change with these little motors. And that started it. Fletcher has come a long way since his days living as a struggling artist in North Beach. 
In the 1980s, he built this three-story, 15,000-square-foot studio in San Francisco's Soma district. It sounds and smells like one of the auto body shops in the nearby alley, with metal grinding and sparks flying. He employs three assistants that help him build the large-scale sculptures he now makes, works for private and public commissions, as well as collectors and museums. And they build most of them right here. In this country, we didn't have a big network of carvers and foundry people here, as they did in Europe, because they've been you know, carving since uh, Athens. And uh, so we didn't have that tradition. And the artist just had to damn well figure out how to do it. Fletcher stopped making kinetic art in the late 1970s and switched to a more traditional sculptor's palette, bronze and steel. Although the materials and the scale radically changed, he's remained committed to geometric abstraction, drawing inspiration from the circle and the square, letters and numbers. I wanted to arrange these geometrical objects in such a way that their relationship was something like music, like the notes in a chord. I wanted to vary the sizes to pick up the crescendo. And, and I tried to get the notes all in, in some harmony. If you look at my work, it is what you see there. There's no deep meaning, but hopefully it will give you a sense of pleasure. At 77, Fletcher comes to the studio every day, still as productive as ever. In a few weeks, he'll be awarded the International Sculpture Center's Lifetime Achievement Award. One has to have a good working habit. So I just go to work, and many days there's nothing happens. Many days I destroy work, whatever. I believe that every sincere working artist has a magic man that when you get all your stuff together and you're, everything is working, this, this magic man is going to lay one on you. He's going, to, he's going to help you get this thing worked out. But if you aren't in the studio and he comes by, well, you've missed him. You know, if we put it here, we, we've, got to get it, we've got to get it braced. That's, that's too much. Most of Fletcher's work starts small. He constructs maquettes, okay. or models, working quickly and intuitively. This is where most of the creativity takes place. Once a model is done, and if Fletcher likes it, the large-scale sculpture will be almost an exact replica. Other than the poet and the artist, I don't know of anybody else that has total control on the end, the end uh, effort. I mean, the artist is the creator, the worker, the judge or the destroyer. More. You have all the control. And control is very important to me in my art. Let's just leave this out with this, and I'll see how, how I feel about it in a day or two. And if we got to change it, we got to change it. Although he found success as a sculptor, Fletcher still has a painting studio and picks up his brushes now and again. 
Next to the easel and paints are Fletcher's model trains and airplanes. I just happen to like the trains, the way they look and, and the memories of, of them. Like many artists, Fletcher is deeply influenced by his childhood and has created drawings and paintings inspired by trains and engines. I probably never grew up, and my view about art is it's, it's, um, it's not an intellectual process. I, I've been on panels and discussed it. I do not believe that any art is intellectual process. It has to be a love affair. It has to be something that you gain nothing out of in a material way. But it's, uh, I don't want to say spiritual, but it's just intoxicating. And that's the best explanation I have.